0: Hi, everyone. This is Nicole Witham, the host of the Farm Walks podcast. We're really excited to be wrapping up season one. And we're so excited that so many of you chose to listen with us. Stay tuned for season two. Yes, there will be a season two. Today, we're gonna have a little recap session with myself and partners uh, from Tilth Alliance, Aaron Murphy and Terry Ruckuson. Terry, am I saying your name right?
1: It's Ruckuson.
0: Like a racket, racisson. I'm pretty sure I said it the wrong way the entire season. Uh, (laughs) Or different variations.
1: (laughs) It was better than um, uh, how other people mispronounce it. I so I didn't mind.
0: (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, good, good. But also, everyone, just so you're aware, after this recap episode we will have a bonus wall meetup episode we'll be adding to season one. So keep an eye out for that as well. We're just super excited to have made it this far. So... First of all, today, we're going to get some folks on the mic that you may not have heard yet so far. You've probably heard plenty from me. And now you get a chance to hear a little more from my, my ladies over at Tilth Alliance. So thank you very much to the official, what is it, wranglers, behind the scenes wranglers. We just
2: learned this week that we can call ourselves producers.
0: Oh, you are producers, aren't you?
2: It's a new identity for us.
0: It's very cool. Very cool. So, Aaron, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and tell us just a little bit more?
2: Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Erin Murphy. I'm the statewide education project manager at Tilth Alliance. I've been at Tilth for almost three years, where I've worked on the Tilth Conference, Farm Box program, Washington State. Organic and Sustainable Farming Fund, and currently working on Cora, the Coalition for Organic and Regenerative Agriculture. Come to Tilth, having worked on a small-scale diversified vegetable farm in the Snoqualmie Valley, and I don't know. I'm an Aquarius.
0: Yes, <laughs> we should have been. We should have done chart readings as part of this for sure.
1: And Terry, tell us more. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Terry Raxson uh, I am the farm program coordinator at Tilth Alliance. So I work on all those programs that Aaron mentioned, pretty much, um, with the addition of Washington Farm Link. Um, and I come to Tilth, I guess I've been here almost two years, um, and I'm originally from Georgia. I got my start... Um, And interest farming from the U Garden at the University of Georgia. So shout out to Johanna and Burley there, um, for growing this little seedling. Aww, that's like you get to leave little messages for your people. Aww, (laughs) yeah. I guess I'm a cancer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's the one that takes all the notes. awesome and so hello everyone you may have heard a lot of my voice this season but now is an opportunity to introduce myself a little further my name is nicole witham and i'm the statewide coordinator for the wsu food systems program um you may have been familiar with the wsu small farms team and basically the food systems program grew out of the small farms uh program and now uh I've been with WSU for a little over four years as the coordinator in this position. I help uh, with a number of different new and beginning farmer education programs, including Cultivating Success, uh, which is a small farm education curricula that I collaborate with a lot of different coordinators, uh, extension professionals throughout the state on that. I get to work with Aaron and Terry to organize Farm Walks and now produce the Farm Walks podcast. And uh, I also uh, have my fingers in a number of food systems innovation events that we work with through the Food Systems program, including WAW Meetup, which is a small and niche meat, meat producer uh, support initiative. Um, I should say producer, processor, uh, restaurateur, value chain support initiative and um, as well as Cascadia Grains as another food systems innovation event that I get to uh, have a part in. So I always say that farm walks is one of my favorite things. And now I get to be a pod host because of it. So that's super cool. I have grown up in the Pacific Northwest. I'm a Washingtonian, Uh, my whole life. And uh, so I've farmed in a number of different capacities over a decade now. And I'm just excited to share my experiences and knowledge uh, alongside other farmers that we get to interview. It's really exciting. So there's a little bit about us. Wait, Nicole, what's your sign? Oh, I'm a Sagittarius
2: that Ooh. makes sense yeah i'm a <laughs> that makes sense
0: um yeah i'm a hardcore fire sign like all in one house super higher mm. when i focus i focus hard on something and then i turn my attention to something else and i focus hard on that i think i don't know someone should read my chart more fully for me sometime it'd be great so
2: let's call out to the listeners <laughs> yes that's the call out if you have skills in If you
0: are a farmer and have astrology skills, be on the podcast with us.
2: (laughs) Tell us about ourselves.
0: (laughs) So what we thought would be a fun uh, thing to do is for some of you that may be new to Farm Walks in general or to the podcast, we thought, why not walk you through season one and tell you a little bit about the behind the scenes efforts? Uh, this was our first opportunity to take a live and in-person educational event and bring it to an audio audience. We started with Casey Smith of BCS Livestock. And uh, Casey, uh, I have definitely bumped into Casey and his mama uh um, Betsy at a number of educational events they are some cool people really into regenerative agriculture what do you guys think of episode one with Casey
2: episode one was super fun I think the biggest thing for me for that episode was just like that was in it it was released out into the world and we were like mm. this project that we you know had been working on for nine months through different stages of planning and so so much more planning than we ever could have imagined um, to have that finally, you know, like six months later than we had initially thought we'd be launching, but like coming out and just feeling super proud of that and being like, oh my gosh, this thing we were working on is real. And like, I don't know, let me check the stats. Like 400 people have listened to it, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> continues to blow my mind. 433 people have listened
1: to that episode with Casey so that's super yeah
0: and climbing for sure
1: Terry yeah that episode it was great to learn all about how they use the entire animal I thought that was so interesting and how they're continuing to like look for different outlets like the clothing and things um it was very inspiring. And also to learn that he was like a biathlete. Was oh, like, yeah. Wow. That was definitely a, like an overarching theme of the whole season was just like
2: the fun facts that every single person, resource provider and farmer had. And then all the different ways that people come to their chosen profession was super interesting. That was one of my takeaways, I think, was just that what was so fun about doing this project is just talking to people about what they do. And I think that every single interview we did, you know, we made time to sit down with people, and then you just see the way that their lights, their eyes light up when they start talking about the work that they do and how they're super proud of it and what they're passionate about and you know why they why they spend their time in this way. Was well, just a
1: super fun thing um, to do and a way to connect with folks. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that really came through um, with the episode with Bill from Sky Island Farm. He just had so many stories to share of how he got onto his land and just like random stories like him in the taco shop
0: oh yeah about. <laughs> that taco shop knowledge for sure mm-hmm. okay well let's not get ahead of ourselves ladies let's see <laughs> episode two was with Heidi and Mike Peroni of Boisfort Valley Farm and um I had a lot of fun with this this was uh, actually, the very first interview we had done, right? Even though the episodes aired uh, a little bit out of order, our very, very first recording, sitting down with all the equipment and figuring it all out was with Mike and Heidi. And thank goodness it was because, yeah, we had some <laughs> we had some learning. We had a learning curve to figure this all out. And it was our first time trying to interview two people two people at once and get good audio. Thank goodness. Mike and I are both Italian. And for some reason, we just have that connection. We can talk with our hands a lot. And I think we were, we were able to pull it off.
2: I think that's like the, the, thing, the biggest behind the scenes thing that people don't see is like the anywhere from like 10 to 40 minutes of like trying to get the tech to work. Um, that was like the biggest learning curve for us as amateur podcast producers Um, so I think really all of our, all the folks that we interviewed were real troopers in that sense, (laughs) just bearing with us. Cause it's like, you know, when your tech doesn't work, it's super frustrating, super it makes you really flustered. And then to be able to come on, like still have an awesome interview. So just real great work to everybody that we interviewed and their patience with us as we try to figure it all out.
0: Yeah. Well, and this was an interesting interview being that um, I think both Mike and Heidi have other hats they wear as resource providers. And I think they're very humble about that. Um, And just a little plug for both of them, like fly that farmer flag high, even if you are a resource provider and you're um, helping other farmers or other people out there in the world with their businesses and you're still like I don't even wanna use side hustle as the term because they're full on farming and yeah just kudos don't be don't be shy about that for sure episode 3 so episode 3 is really special with Pablo Silva of Silva Family Farms This was a fully Spanish-speaking episode. We had a huge amount of assistance and um, amazing hosting capacity with Kate Smith and Marilu Fernandez-Silva, who helped with all the pre-interview logistics and then did all the interviewing with Pablo.
2: And a lot of help with the editing and the post-production as well. Yes. That was actually the first episode ever recorded, Mm -hmm. interview done, um back in October and I think that was our only socially distanced outside interview if I remember correctly I think at one point you hear a truck drive by <laughs> there you go it's kind of it's like a very charming farm farm noise
0: yeah so if you are a Spanish speaker make sure you take the time to listen to that episode It is all about how uh, you pick operations could uh, have safe protocols during covid. Then we had episode four with Emily Tsing of Local Color Farm and Fiber.
1: That was great. I remember before COVID, we had had Local Color Farm and Fiber on our farm walks, our in-person farm walks list for a while. So even though we didn't physically get to visit the farm, um, it was so great to learn about her operation there um, and see the rabbit. Yes,
0: yes. Pets in general, I would say pet interludes in general were my favorite thing because I am a creepy animal person. So every time someone's pet showed up on the screen during our interview, I was like, "Wait, stop everything! What is that? Can we be introduced?"
2: I self-identify as a local color, farm and fiber mega fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to Emily's uh, farmers market booth at uh, Queen Anne Farmers Market every week, and I think she just has like such a unique, cool operation that, like Terry said been trying to go check out her operation and learn more about it for a couple years so I'm super glad that this interview was able to happen and just learning more about like her architecture and design background and like mm-hmm. you know the she's building her barn and her you know very probably modern aesthetic I don't know just like mm-hmm. such a cool operation and I think um, all the different ways that she's you know, creating the whole dye operation and um, using the natural dye, just like all of the things have been thought out. And I think
1: that it's just a super cool operation. Love that episode. Definitely planning on going to the natural dye workshop once they come back up.
0: Yeah, I think that's always uh, fantastic when we get to highlight a fiber farmer. We're very focused usually on a lot of diversified veggie crop farmers. And so when we get a live... Which she
2: also is. Which she also <laughs>
0: is, obviously. Yes, so many things. But um, yeah, it's always exciting when we get to mix in animal and especially go to fiber. And then we had the other Emily with episode five with Emily Asmus of Welcome Table Farm. And this was a really fun episode just to hear how long Emily has been consistently farming in this area and how tied she was to it as her hometown. I thought that was really significant that she's raising a family there, that they're fully integrated into that community. They want to feed that community. And I thought she had some really fantastic things to say just about um, employee culture and um, how to have really great relationships with your employees. So definitely a huge takeaway for me.
2: I think that uh, listening to that episode, I was just like, yeah, I'd work for her. She just sounds like a super awesome um, manager and, you know, has a very, I think, I think listening to Emily talk, I was just like, oh, there's a lot to be learned here about just how to approach, approach work in general, um, especially, you know, while, while we're all working from home, we're kind of like, you know, I think a lot of farmers live where they work. And I think I certainly relate to that. I'm like, oh, yeah, how do you create those boundaries where boundaries don't really exist and how it's really easy to like start spending all your time doing things? So I think that there's a, there's a lot of life lessons in that mm-hmm. episode, um, in addition to really great farming um, insights as well.
1: I love uh, hearing her talk about how her kids were involved and how like the crew members weren't responsible for them, but that if they were doing something and her kids had questions, then... They should explain I just, I don't know. I love that. I love the way she uh, thinks about that and having them involved in the delivery routes and everything.
0: Totally. Then episode six with Bill Thorne of Sky Island Farm. So much fun. Loved Bill.
1: longest episode. Definitely
0: a long (laughs) listen. But how can we keep ourselves from including so many fun stories? So what did you guys think about that one?
2: My favorite part of that episode was when we asked Bill what his favorite thing to grow is. And you could just, like, see him sitting in a seat just getting so visibly excited. And he was like, I love this. He was like, I love beets. I love radishes. I love tomatoes. And he was like, just anything that's beautiful. And I was just, like, he just, like, couldn't contain his excitement. And I was just, like, that kind of passion, I think, is so inspiring to see. And was just, you know, a super fun interview to do. And
1: I just thought that was pretty cool. And his only gripe with farming was <laughs> the weeds. Oh yeah, I was like, that's totally. What serious. do
0: you not like about farming? <laughs> weeds.
2: It's very tangible. <laughs> beans and peas. He was like, I don't no, like those. them. Yeah. I don't like to
0: pick them. Loved that.
2: Peas are slightly better because you can eat them, but beans, which I I relate to that. Mm-hmm.
0: So much fun to talk to Bill. Loved that. I'm I'm excited. I hope I get an opportunity to hang with him. Um, on his farm sometime, being Peninsula neighbors. And then what we may refer to as our final episode of the season, but not really. It's just the seventh episode, because remember, there is a bonus episode coming out. Yes, a bonus episode will be coming out. So we rounded out the season with Ryan Lichteneger of Steel Wheel Farm. And Ryan was a lot of fun because... He was just into vintage tractors. And I was like, hey, I feel that I'm into old, cool, mechanical stuff, too. It's like what can draw you into something. All of a sudden you have all these things. You're like, why do I have these things? And then he realized, oh, I have this cool old vintage tractor so that I can like farm stuff. And I thought that was such a great journey to getting into farming is so funny. A little different than most.
2: The episode with Ryan was fun because uh, he farms in Snoqualmie Valley. That's where I got my farming start. Um, and so it was super fun just kind of relate to the geographic area. Ryan was another one of the folks that I felt like had a really, like, went to school for, like, digital art or something. And so I thought that was a super fun Be like, oh, how did you get to farming? Oh, it was through the vintage farm equipment. So just like I think, again, the overarching theme is just like everybody that we interviewed has is so many things. Like, yes, we're farmers or resource providers, but also you like has all of these interests and and hobbies and things they like and don't like. And um, everyone's out there farming for different reasons, and I think and also a lot of similar reasons. And I think that that was just super cool to, to hear all the different ways that, uh, farming makes people come alive. Um, it was really fun to observe. And I think Ryan, look, listening to the drafts of the episode, he just struck me as someone who's like super thoughtful. Um, and it was just cool to hear how like, there's definitely like a philosophy behind uh, the way he approaches farming in addition to, you know, just, just growing things.
1: Yeah, I thought Ryan had a really nice energy. I don't know. He is, like, very diversified, and he's, like, getting into the grain growing, which is interesting. I didn't know that before. Um, And, yeah, he's, like, very community-oriented with his farm stand and everything. And he just seems like a very, like, whole systems thinking about it all.
0: Well, that's great. I'm so glad to have gotten your voices captured, ladies. I just want everyone to know just how badass you are and how much you brought all of this to life and how much we couldn't have done it without you. Uh -uh.
1: Well, we're just so glad you're a the host just pushed me
0: on out there we really just pushed <laughs> it on
1: <laughs> you, <the>
2: <laughs> i don't think there was another
1: option
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much nicole it's been an absolute blast working with you and terry on this project and i can't wait for season two
0: Well, there you go everyone thanks for tuning in for our season one recap with me your host nicole witham and aaron murphy and terry Rackison from tilth alliance that's right the farm walks podcast is collaboratively presented by the wsu food systems program and tilth alliance you can follow us at tilth alliance and at wsu food systems on instagram and facebook Hey, and if you've listened to some episodes already from season one, just take five minutes to fill out the episode evaluations. We'd really appreciate it. They're in the show notes on farmwalks.org. And these evaluations help us measure our impact, communicate with our funders, and provide valuable feedback for future programming. And if you enjoyed these episodes from Season 1, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, farmwalks.org, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you to all of our listeners who submitted questions throughout the Season 1 and brought this conversation to life. We really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Nicole Witham. Behind the Scenes Logistics and General Wrangling by Aaron Murphy and Terry Rackison. Theme music is Soil of Mississippi by Abacus. FarmWalk's website, logo, and pot art by Riled Up Goats. Audio engineering and editing by Aaron Mason. Stay tuned for a bonus episode from Wall Meetup and the Metal Conservancy. And don't you worry, there's a season two coming. Stay tuned, everyone.